1: Happy Halloween, everybody. You're listening to the 18th annual DGS Halloween special on 97.1 FM Talk, brought to you by La Katrina Wines and Four Roses Bourbon. Here with Rachel and Ryan Wiggins and Andrew and Sue. Sue wasn't in Kansas with us, but uh, but is here as part of the show. Um, So for the next two hours, we're going to present to you our experience at the Sally House. I had never heard of the Sally House before I started listening to the podcast Astonishing Legends with uh, Forrest and Scott. They've since become friends. They're going to be on the show about uh, 20 minutes from now, and I listened to their several hours on the Sally House and was intrigued, and we've never been given the go-ahead to travel to a, a haunted place, and this year our boss Steve said, we'll do it, we'll pay for it, you can go, and we did, six weeks ago? something like that, and it was an amazing experience, especially for me, because of what I'm about to roll out to you right off the top of of the show, and let me tell you a little bit about how we do these shows. Clearly, we're putting on a show, and I'm a showman, and so when we're at the place, everything that's happening, I'm thinking, this is going to be good for the show, oh my gosh, this is going to be the boring Halloween show, finally going to just tank one, and as soon as we got to the Sally house, it's a creepy little weird house. We have a video that just went up at 3 p.m. You can watch. It kind of encapsulates the evening. Uh, all of us, like as soon as we walked in, you can just kind of tell I am a skeptic i'm an agnostic i'm always going to say well yeah because i just listened to six hours and astonishing legends about the sally house of course i'm gonna think it's weird and creepy it's a creepy little house and people died here so forth and so on but man i mean it started early and it never stopped would you guys agree
2: yeah i mean when i saw the house for the first time because i deliberately didn't look it up because i didn't want to have any preconceived notions And so when we walked up to the house, it was like, oh, yeah, this is it was just in a neighborhood or just on a main street, you know, but the house looked really creepy. But that alone made me go, oh, that's why people say this is a haunted house, because it looks old and creepy. And once we went in, it was like, oh, this actually just kind of feels real weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was more than just, it looks creepy.
0: Yes.
3: You're right. We rolled up and it was like classic haunted house. It looked like out of a movie from the 80s or something. And then next door, there were two cats on the porch of this house going, Row! kind like, of staring like, at us. don't go in there. <laughs>
1: yes, it so really was. It was
3: definitely a spooky spooky vibe from the top, but the heavy feeling that you got walking into the house I don't think that was any sort of placebo effect. I think that was legit.
1: So we have Maria coming up in a few minutes in the next segment who will give you the history of the house. So I don't want to, to do double duty here, but the basics are that the legend grows out of this little girl Named Sally who was brought to this house because a doctor lived there and she had uh, an appendicitis and he tried to do surgery on her and it didn't work and she died and supposedly her spirit haunts the house. Uh, Back in the 90s, there was a family named the Pickmans who were the subject of a sightings episode. And it was very Amityville horror. And this couple and their kids were tormented and tortured and physically attacked. And it just that's really, really what brought the Sally House into uh, the paranormal sphere. And so (laughs) we went in in typical Dave Glover show fashion with nothing nothing and thank god maria showed up uh she's the the public relations person for atchison kansas and specifically for the sally house because she brought several ghost hunting implements one was a uh word generator that I have no idea how it works, but basically you start it running and it pulls in the energy from wherever you are and it has this algorithm of letters and it will put together words and it's supposedly the spirits are communicating with you. And she had this thing called a rim pod, which uh, is sensitive to, I don't know, but it was just going ape crap, especially around me. And the first thing we did was we went upstairs to the nursery. We have a lot of activity where Scott from Astonishing Legends got that terrible growling demon EVP. He'll talk to you about that a couple segments from now. And it was me and Rachel and Maria. And we were, I mean, this was foreplay. We were just starting. I had literally just sat down cross legged and started talking about. The house when it just starts going nuts. Now we're going to play for you a couple of minutes of what this sounded like, and then I'm going to tell you the words that were generated and why it's significant. And everyone I've told this to, just their hair stands up on the on the back of their neck. Uh, here's what it sounded like in real time. Doesn't
4: seem too bad in
1: here right now. Yeah, this is flatlined. Christmas.
4: Christmas.
1: It's when
5: my brother died.
4: Their room pot's still going crazy.
5: Yeah. Oh, this mm-hmm. is pumped up, too. Let's go home. Dang. I'll just stay here. Okay.
4: <laughs> I mean, I've been in here. Beside. Beside.
5: Beside. Park.
4: Park. Hark.
1: Park. 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 How do you usually do these? With so
4: you can, so hold your hands real steady. Right. Yeah. Ask a question and cross oh. if it's a yes or uncross. Okay. If it's a no or another way
1: around. So let's cross if it's a yes. Is someone trying to communicate about my brother? Start. Whoa, start.
4: That's a big time yes.
1: My brother took his own life Birthday.
4: in a park. day You just talked about... With what? What you say?
1: My brother took his own life on Christmas in a park. Freezer.
5: Well,
4: it's going crazy when you're talking about that. Yeah. Everything just went He's off. Freezer leaning?
5: He did it in the middle of winter and he was covered Smallers. in snow. So do
4: you like sports? Look yeah. how crazy that's. That's like a guessing like crazy. Oh, my God. Has... Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: Someone here connected to me. Watching. Watching. Jim, you getting all this. Is there something you want to tell me?
0: Here, Here, Is it Keith?
1: So what's weird about this is that Maria said, look, I use this equipment almost every day. And you may get a word every 10 or 15 minutes. And the rim pod may beep every 10 or 15 minutes. And as you could hear there, the rim pod was like a constant tone. And if you watch the video, you can see these, uh, the dealies in my hand, the dowsing rods are literally spinning in circles. And what you didn't hear there, because the whole thing took about 12 minutes For those of you who know the story about my brother, um, for those of you who don't, in 2002, uh, right before Christmas, my brother went into the Saguaro National Park in Tucson and took his own life with a gun. And that night it snowed, which was really rare, and it snowed on him. That's how they found him. And so the words that came out were Christmas, Park, Park. Cactus, illness, in the letter he left, he talked about how sick he was and, you know, just physically, physically ill. He was on disability. Explosion, freezing, and get this one, three words in a row, watching you sing. And so all of us at this point were like, okay, uh, this is weird because... I know all about the phenomenon where you look in the clouds and you see puppy dogs and someone can do a cold reading on you and, you know, based on your reaction, they can kind of wedge in and figure out what your dad did for a living and fool you into thinking of spirits here. But that's pretty weird for Christmas, park, cactus, illness, explosion, freezing, watching you sing. And so at that point jim says to me my cameraman who's been with me every year for halloween says ask it something that only keith would know and what you're about to hear is the actual sound of this happening and i can tell you that in my mind i thought i'm going to ask him what his dog's name was and this is what it sounded like
5: um ask a question mm -hmm. yes or no that keith would know the answer to
1: okay Shadow. Shadow. Shadow is his dog. So after getting the words Christmas, park, cactus, illness, explosion, freezing, watching you sing in about 10 minutes, and he says, ask it something only Keith would know. And I formed in my mind, oh, I'll ask what his name of his dog was. And it said Shadow before I ever said a word. And at that point, we're all just like, okay. That was the, that's the first 20 minutes at the Sally house. What's, Ooh. what's watching you sing? I guess to me, Keith came to see my band a lot, ah. but I hadn't started singing when he died. I was playing drums and he used to say, cause he was such a, he was so, so supportive of me and such a big fan. And I remember him one time when we played a Halloween gig, ironically over at the hard rock uh, bragging to someone and I was standing there and he's like, I, I bet Dave can, you know, he plays guitar and I bet he could sing and all this stuff. And we used to do these benefits of uh, the first five years after his death for suicide prevention. And, uh, you know, Keith was a musician. He was a, a great guitarist and we used to play together. And so to get all that stuff that lines up perfectly with what happened back in 2002, And then watching you sing in order and then mentally asking the question, what was your dog's name? And having it pop up and just say shadow Mm. literally as I'm thinking. That wasn't edited.
3: No. And I don't think we're giving enough credit to the emotion in the room at the time. I mean, Maria was getting chills. I'm choking up because... Just hearing these words, I've obviously never met your brother, but I know the story somewhat. Just knowing the story as peripherally as I do, it was undeniable that there was a huge thread, there was a connection, and it was really,
1: really emotional. Since then, you know, I've I've obviously thought a lot about this, and it seems to me that the options are <clears throat> that there's no such thing as an afterlife. There's no such thing as spirits. And this thing just happened to like a thousand monkeys for a thousand years hitting typewriters and create Shakespeare that this thing just happened to hit upon about a dozen words in a row in 10 minutes that fit the narrative of my brother's death. That's possible. It's also possible that there is an afterlife and that this place is some sort of a, power generator, vortex, portal, something, and my brother's spirit was communicating. There's also the very real prospect that there's an afterlife, there are spirits at the Sally house, and something picked up on me and was just throwing out words. We'll never know. Wow. But but that was the first 20 minutes in the house. Oh, my gosh. Something picked
2: up on you that was <clears throat> that was able to sort of know, oh, this will make him react. I mean... And it wasn't your brother.
1: The, the thing is, like Rachel said, we can't communicate sufficiently. The video does a better job. But we can't communicate su- sufficiently the energy in that room when that was happening. And Maria, who will be on the air in like five minutes, who does this every single day... And said, like, this rim pod should be beeping once every few minutes, and it's just a solid tone. And my dowsing rods were spinning in circles, and it's throwing out these words. And then just seemed to read my mind. In my mind was the word shadow, because that was the dog I'd always heard of.
3: Let me play one more piece of sound for you guys. This is a short one. This is right before Shadow, but it kind of just gives you an idea of how everybody in the room was feeling at the time.
1: Do you know that I visit you? The thing has not stopped.
4: I know, it's going
5: crazy. Does it usually talk this much?
4: No. Wow. I mean, I've gotten it in here yeah. before I've gotten the rimpod, pond, but there are groups where it'll be nothing. Places, it'll be nothing. That thing's
1: going nuts. Yeah, when I said, do you know that I visit you, I every time I go to see my mom, it's 300 yards away from the grave where my dad and my brother buried, and uh, my brother used to go over all the time and wash off my dad's tombstone. And so now I do that whenever I take the kids over, and the rim pod thing had been just been beeping a little bit beep 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 and it's when i said that that it started going like all tone um can you play one more time the shadow sound as we go out
5: um ask a question Mm -hmm. yes or no that keith would know the answer to okay
1: Shadow. Shadow. Shadow is his dog. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to the 18th Annual DGS Halloween Special. Just to kind of reset the table for those of you who just joined us, we traveled to the Sally House in Atchison, Kansas, about six weeks ago. Myself and Rachel and Ryan and Andrew. uh, Ryan's here with us. Andrew's here with us. We're going to get into their experiences in a bit. Uh, Maria, who was just absolutely wonderful, uh, is the public relations person for Atchison and handles all the ghost hunting teams that come in and spend the night at the Sally House. And uh, she'll be on with me live here in just a couple of minutes. But in the first probably literal 20 minutes that we had walked in the door. uh, Maria set up this ghost hunting equipment, one being an EVP, you know, uh, a thing that generates spirit words and this rim pod that uh, senses some sort of energy. But she was very careful to say like, look, you may get a word every 10, 15 minutes. You may get a blip every 10 or 15 minutes. And the thing started going nuts, especially when I was around the, uh, dowsing rods which we've used for years and years and years uh, they always kind of go crazy with me but these were literally spinning in circles and it started spitting out words and within about 10 or 12 minutes it had in my estimation uh told the narrative of my brother's suicide in 2002 which I obviously take very very seriously <clears throat> everyone at the show at, at the Sally house knew the story of my brother and Rachel and I, especially, were making eye contact two or three words in, like, hmm, where's this going? And so the words were Christmas. And, and, and my brother took his own life in the Saguaro National uh, Desert, uh, which is a national park filled with cactuses, the Saguaro cactuses. Uh, right before Christmas, they found his body covered in snow, which was very, very rare. And um, so the, the words that came out were Christmas, park, Cactus, I'm Here, Illness, Explosion, Freezing, Watching You Sing, and then Jim asked me to ask whoever it is, something only Keith would know, and so I started to ask what the name of his dog was, and before I could, it said Shadow, which was the name of his dog, and so here's what that sounded like.
5: Ask a question, Mm -hmm. yes or no, that Keith would know the answer to.
1: Okay. Um, Gosh. Shadow. Shadow Shadow is his dog. So at this point, I'm freaking out. Because as a non-believer in pretty much everything, I know that either... Like, this is like a probably one in a million chance that all these words came together at once. It would almost be like giving all the names of your grade school teachers. Um, Or there's really something going on. So, Maria, who we've been talking about incessantly for the first 40 minutes, joins us now. Hi, Maria. Hello. Hello. So, first of all, thank you so much. If we didn't properly thank you the night we were there and we were all freaked out, thank you so much. You <laughs> were so great. You were so wonderful, and you really, really helped us. And thank God you were there, because no one would believe it if we just came out with this story. I'm so glad that you were there to to witness this and be a part of it.
6: Yeah, it was pretty remarkable. <laughs>
1: So give, if you can, a couple minute, I know that doesn't do it justice, but a couple of minute history of the Sally House and what makes it special.
6: Yeah, absolutely. So the Sally House, the land for the house itself, was acquired in 1866, and the house was finished in 1871 by Michael Finney. Uh, He didn't get to live in it very long. He died within a year and a half of the house being built. Um, but a member of the Finney family lived there all the way from 1871 until 1939, when the last member, Agnes, of the Finney family died in the home. So Michael uh, died, left his wife Catherine pregnant with their son Edwin at the time. Edwin died as a young baby as, um, in the house as well. And then his sons, James and Charles, would grow up. James would eventually build the house that's next to the Sally house that their mother would move into, and then Charles became a physician and used the office as a workspace and a home for his family. So then the story that we always tell, um, which I think you hit on a little bit, is about the mother that rushes her young daughter Sally to the doctor's home and office. She's complaining of stomach pains. He has to begin operating before the anesthesia can take full effect. And she dies on the operating table. So she has this last memory of this man that she believed was hurting her instead of helping her. So a lot of people claim to get scratched when they come into the home. When you talk about the couple that rented the home in the nineties, he'll tell you scratches appeared on his body. That he saw a little girl in the doorway between the kitchen, kitchen and the dining room. She said she, her name was Sally, and she said she was six years old. So a lot of people associate the scratching with this girl on this doctor's operating table scratching for her life. But there is zero historical evidence of this event actually happening. Mm -hmm. And when you talk to the Pickmans who rented the house in the 90s, they'll tell you that they don't believe there's a little girl named Sally. They think it's something kind of taking on this image of a little girl. And there's a lot of different things that have happened throughout the house throughout the timeline of the house with families that lived there long before they did in the 90s, and their children would talk about an imaginary friend that was a little girl. Um, And then there's a lot of theories behind Atchison itself being so haunted. Um, Most widely accepted is limestone and how porous it is in our vicinity to the Missouri River. Spirits can move in and out, and a lot of people think particularly the basement of that house allows different types of spirits to move in and out.
1: Yeah, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> certainly our experience would at least back that up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you'll remember this, but we're going to play some sound here uh, for the audience and for Maria. That So we had that experience in the nursery. It's still light out. It's still early evening. We get this communication. It certainly appears to be either from my brother or from some entity wanting me to think that it's my brother. And I'm freaked mm-hmm. out, and we all sort of... Walk out, go to separate rooms, and then there's, there's a bunch of toys in the nursery that uh, people will leave there because they want to attract the, the spirit of Sally, I guess, or see if the, she can move a teddy bear or something. And there's this one toy in particular that you have to pop on the head pretty hard, and it, it makes a sound. And as soon as the Keith stuff was over, we all walked out of the room, no one's in there, and the thing goes off. Here's what it sounded like.
5: Yeah, I
4: mean, I'll come in here and I'll get a happy feeling sometimes and i
1: Did they just turn that doll off or, or did it go
4: off
3: on its own? Did you guys do that? Did you guys turn that on? There's no one in the room. Shut up.
2: The doll just went off in the other room?
3: You guys, did you set
4: off that... T- that toy just went off. No one was in there. Did you hear him? We were in here. But you heard him, right?
5: I did. It's freezing over
4: Okay, so some lady about happened, a month ago, I haven't had much happen in here. we
7: am getting little spikes on this. But she came happen. and she
4: swore something was under here. And we did um, a different EVP. So there's the EVP that you have on and then there's another one that's audio that if there's a sound that's not like our tone or our voice, it picks it up mm-hmm. and makes, and it's like, you can hear it. She's
2: gonna go check out the doll that just went
4: Yeah, on? that's kind so of what I'm also thinking. This guy just went off.
2: Ooh, what's that?
4: This. That was the, you guys that heard that, get up, get on your feet. You have to tap them. You have, see how much effort you have to do to turn them on? With me? Wow. And it said, tap, tap, move your feet. Right? Yeah. And no one was in the room. It requires motion. No one was even walking in here.
1: So that's pretty weird. Like, that was literally yeah. maybe five minutes after the whole Keith thing, and no one's in the room, and that toy that takes a pretty good amount of physical, you know, tapping just goes off out of nowhere.
6: Yeah, lots of times people jump around on the rug around it, be like, it will go off if we're stomping hard or we're jumping around it, but I remember none of us were in the room. And sometimes I think that this kind of does that, like you spend some time in there and you're like, okay, I'm going to get a toy to turn on. But I've had it before where people have left the room and been in a different room upstairs and then it decides to go off. Almost like it's like, I'm going to go off on my terms.
1: So Maria, what is the most memorable memory for you, not from our night, but just you've been there so many times and had some nights that there's nothing, some nights it feels especially creepy. What's your most kind of bone chilling moment?
6: Yeah, that's a tough one for me. I honestly can say I've had a few. Um, The house is so personal. So when I can see somebody have a personal experience like you had, where and then it pulls all of us in, where we're starting to experience with with you. You know, where we're getting chills. I think you know, just I know the guys are going to be on your show, but with astonishing legends, when they were, you know, that that's the stone. The stone incident was something people just. I'm like, no one's going to believe this. No one's going to believe these just disappeared from my pocket, reappeared somewhere else. For me, that was something that I could see, and I had that personal experience with beyond, you know, a toy turning on or an EVP. So that that was intense for me.
1: Maria, if people want to come visit the Sally House or Atchison, how do they get in touch with you?
6: Yeah, they can just uh, go to our website, visit atchison.com. Um, there's a link on there for Haunted and the Sally House. They can always uh, shoot us an email, too, at Tours at AtchisonKansas.net. You can check the calendar, and they can come spend the night or do an investigation.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Maria. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. So when we come back, guys, we're going to talk to Scott and Forrest from Astonishing Legends, who uh, spent a good amount of time in the Sally House. And Scott, who's been doing this for years, I had a very, very personal experience with an EVP that happened that really shook him to his core. I know that not just from listening, but from being a friend of his now. And they're going to join us right after the break. You're listening to the 18th Annual DJs Halloween Special. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to the 19th, uh, Rachel's correct corrected me, the 19th DGS Halloween special brought to you by La Katrina <coughs> Wines and Four Roses Bourbon. Just to catch you up quickly, we went to the Sally House in Atchison, Kansas, uh, because I heard a podcast on Astonishing Legends. We have Scott and Forrest here uh, with me from Astonishing. going to get to them in just one minute. We... Um, We didn't take anything with us. in typical Dave Glover style. We walked in empty-handed. Maria, thank God, brought a bunch of ghost hunting equipment. One was a rim pod, which senses something and makes little beeps. The other was a word generator that uh, generates a word every now and then, and maybe it strings together a narrative. And it was all going nuts. She's there probably four or five nights a week and said, this is really out of the ordinary. It was basically a constant tone the whole time we were in the nursery. The, uh, the dowsing rods I was holding were spinning like tops. And it gave about 12 words that told the story, I think, of my brother's suicide in 2002 in the Saguaro National Uh, Park in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, The first 12 words were Christmas, park, cactus, I'm here, illness, he was on disability, explosion, freezing, he was covered in snow when they found him, watching you sing. He's a musician and used to love to come watch my band play. And then I uh, tried to think of a question that only he would know the answer to. And what I thought of was his dog's name and before i could ask the question out loud the machine answered me with the right answer and here's what, um, what that sounded like
5: ask a question mm-hmm. yes or no that keith would know the answer to okay um gosh shadow shadow,
1: shadow is his dog So that was our first 30 minutes at the Sally House. We were all pretty freaked out. Within about five minutes of that, this toy that you have to pop on the head went off with no one in the room, and that kind of set the stage. So the only reason that we were at the Sally House was because my favorite podcast, Astonishing Legend, Scott and Forrest, had been there, and they had quite an experience. Uh, Guys, thanks so much for being on the show. We really appreciate your time.
8: Hey, thanks for having us back on. We're, We're glad to be on, Dave.
1: So we talked earlier today, and uh, I know that the Sally House for you guys was really, it wasn't on your agenda. You were there to do some stuff on uh, Amelia Earhart, and Maria said you really should run over to this house. And what started off as like a lark uh, turned into one of the most significant uh, stories you guys have told, right?
8: Yeah, it was, you know, when we first got there, we didn't even really have any gear. We were so overwhelmed with this Amelia Earhart presentation that we had that we were kind of freaking out and trying to learn PowerPoint in five minutes and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) And and she was like, come on over. So we're like, okay, we'll go over there. And we didn't have really anything with us, except we did have a um, a recorder that I actually had to go back to the hotel and get. And the only reason I even really did that was because my 10-year-old son, who refused to go inside wisely, was like, I have to go to the bathroom, and he's like, and I'm not going in there. So, <laughs> so <laughs> the hotel and got the recorder yeah. and came back with that, and then, yeah, we, we locked it in the nursery, which is the same room you were in, doing all of the stuff that you did, um, with nobody else upstairs and nobody in that room, and got um, a super frightening um, EVP. So, in the context of everything you've done and then what happened to us, you know, it just it widens the frame of, of what is going on there. You know, and Forrest and I were talking a few minutes ago about your experience. And it, it, you just you have to start wondering about whether or not it, the things that are happening are really connected to the house or the house is just the place where it happens. You know, it's so strange.
1: Yeah, it's almost like an event space that every day yeah. there's a different wedding there, but every day there's a wedding. And it just feels like whoever walks in, the house sort of rolls up its sleeves and goes, okay, here we go.
8: Yeah, I would have to say, I mean, Forrest, would you agree with this? I would have to say that I, to me, and Maria sort of said this to us too when we were there, um, and it's something else that we've learned in, in the intervening shows that we've done, but I, I would say that a large part of what happens there depends on the disposition. It seems like it, when people come in the house, it picks one or two out. And like you said, that's when it rolls up its sleeves because whatever's going to happen is going to be specifically targeted towards um, an individual in the party or, or maybe one or two individuals in the party that are trying to get something out of it.
1: And I'm not going to play the EVP here because, God I know it truly, truly triggers you. Uh, but I played it on the show before and we'll make it available on our social media. And if you want to go Google it now, you can you can find it. Uh, we've picked up dozens of EVPs over the years. I've never even heard one like this. It just sounds like someone throwing a tantrum. Tell us a little bit about like how that affected you since then. Um, you know,
8: in the immediately following, I mean, when it actually happened, it was, uh, an overwhelming film fear of, um, fil- feeling, excuse me, feeling of dread that I had. I had to leave out of the house and I did immediately. And then, you know, everybody came out and there was a part of me that felt stupid because you feel like the kid, like trying to create drama on the playground and get all your friends to come over and listen to you. But like, I, was, <laughs> I wasn't really in that headspace. but that was like, what is this Seems So juvenile, but I was like, I was truly freaked out. And then for months afterwards, I had a really hard time with it. And you're right, I still can't listen to it. I mean, if you played it, I would just put the phone down for a minute. And by the way, if people want to look for it, we called it File 10. It's on our YouTube channel as well, which doesn't have a ton on it. But if you look up Astonishing Legends in File 10, there's a, a short clip of just the EVP. If you don't want to do our, like, 15-hour series
1: yeah. <laughs> and, House. And Forrest, talk to me a little bit. Today, when you and I were talking, I just, as sort of a, a throwaway add-on, I said, you know... Rachel and I have been talking that both of us seem to have gaps in our memory that uh, we Rachel went through and combed all the several hours of audio and would say, Dave, do you remember this happening? And I legitimately did not remember that happening. And you said you've had this happen to you before.
9: Well, it reminded me of my experience at Waverly. It's not like you have, you know, full gaps of missing time. It just seems very confusing. The, The... the events that happen and then the order uh, it wasn't really gelling for me afterwards. I had luckily we had other investigators with us and they were able to, because of their experience they, they know to take notes on when things happen and when and where you're at in a specific building uh, and they take very good uh, notes about their progress through the building and, and exactly what they experience. Because it's hard to remember later on, and and I've heard the term; it's it's kind of a paranormal apathy or a paranormal amnesia to to a degree where you don't quite remember everything, or they don't seem significant. And with Waverly, probably the most significant thing that happened to me was me seeing somebody cross in front of James Willis, who was one of our uh, lead investigators there uh with us and he didn't see it he was looking down i believe at the time and i was kind of fiddling with the with the with a video camera but i clearly distinctly remember somebody crossing in front of them and it looked as though a flashlight was shining on on this person but they they didn't look like what you would expect a ghost to be you know it wasn't it wasn't a black mass specter or uh somebody in period clothing it looked like a regular dude wearing shorts and a baseball cap and a t-shirt and he just walked in front and no this is what you're talking about nobody I remember them asking me, Forrest, did you see that guy? And I said, yeah, I, I just saw him cross in front of James. Yeah, that, that did happen. And later on, when we went to go do our show, uh, we asked James' wife, or James asked his wife, do you remember that happening, and, and Forrest a, a, asking about it. She said, well, I remember Forrest saying something about it, but I didn't ask. Hmm. So she couldn't remember asking me, because I know I didn't bring it up. I, I just confirmed it. And so that's a little bit of the, the confusion that happens afterwards.
1: I know that uh, you guys interviewed the Pickmans. Uh If you want to hear... The astonishing legends of the uh, the Sally House and the whole Pickman story. I can go to astonishinglegends.com. dot com. You can download the podcast. I highly recommend it. The three of us talked today that we've interviewed people that were very very credible, and we've interviewed people that were like, you can't get off the phone fast enough because you just you know you've just found someone who's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But <laughs> but I, I think we all agree that the Pickmans, if they're making it up, they they should be professional liars because they're very very believable.
9: Well, yeah, it doesn't matter, yeah. What part of that story, you know? It, it, because they lived it, so you'll see people trying to debunk a story where they said, "Well, okay, this this fact conflicts with what you said, you know, three years ago." It's like, well, we all kind of mix up and jumble little bits of our story, but they're all very consistent. And just knowing them, having gotten to know them personally, they are just like anybody, you know, your family or friends that you would know, and. And maybe they tell you something and you don't know how to file that, but that's, that's the story they told us. They seemed completely credible, and it's just something they, they relayed, and that sparked their interest in the paranormal, of course.
1: Guys, what is your favorite platform for people to find your podcast on? Our
8: favorite platforms, probably right now, one of the easiest places to find us is uh, Spotify. But you can also find us in the podcast in the podcast app, and pretty much anywhere that you get podcasts.
1: Very good. All right, guys, can't thank you enough for your your continued help and friendship. Uh, Everyone, go out and download Astonishing Legends. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Forrest.
8: Hey, thank you so much for having us on.
1: So we're going to take a break here in a couple minutes, and when we come back for the second hour of the nineteenth annual DGS Halloween special. we, you know, if you listen to the to the first 19 or to one of them, you know what my move is. I put people in scary places by themselves and just let the pot simmer. And uh, when we come back, Ryan will tell you his story of being in the basement with his Bible singing Jesus Loves Me. Andrew will tell you his story of uh, having sort of a meltdown in the nursery. And Rachel getting so scared that she... Curses uh, And here's something that we Actually picked up So she heard something that none of us heard And then it's on the tape Quick break Right back DGS Halloween special Happy Halloween, everybody. You are listening to our two of the 19th annual DGS Halloween special. Just to recap, for those of you who are joining us, uh, we have a long way to go. We have a lot of stuff that happened the night at the Sally House about six weeks ago. Andrew and Rachel and Ryan and uh, Jim and I traveled to Atchison, Kansas, and we spent several hours at the Sally House. Uh, if you didn't get to hear Maria give the uh, the history of the house, you can podcast that. It's in the first hour. We just had Scott and Forrest on from Astonishing Legends. That's the reason why we went to the Sally House in the first place, and we're getting their impressions of it. Uh, thank God. Maria brought a bunch of ghost hunting equipment because we brought nothing. And in the first 20 minutes, and Ryan brought this up on the break, like, it wasn't, spooky. Uh, the, the sun was, I mean, it was a a day about like it is right now. Uh, but it was light out. We're just setting up our stuff. No one was really expecting much. You guys, we weren't excluding anyone from the room. It's just that we walked up to the nursery. Maria put down this rim pod that's supposed to make a beep if there's a spirit there and it beeps once every 10 minutes. And as you'll hear here in a second, it was a constant tone. Um, the, the, uh, Dousing rods. Dousing rods were spinning like crazy. And this word generator that she said, don't expect more than a word every 10, 15 minutes. Sometimes it won't make a word for half an hour. In about 10, 12 minutes, had spit out about a dozen words that I believe, and so do the guys, really, really lined up with my brother Keith taking his own life in 2002. Uh, it was Christmas in the Swaro National Park. Uh, it snowed on him. Uh, He was next to a cactus. He had been on disability from an illness. Uh, And the first words that came up were Christmas, park, cactus, I'm here, illness, explosion, freezing, watching you sing. Um, And then it was so crazy that Jim said, ask it something that only Keith would know. And I formed the question in my mind, what was your dog's name? And the machine said, shadow, before I even opened my mouth. And here's what that sounded like.
5: Um, Ask a question, mm-hmm. yes or no, that Keith would know the answer to. Okay. Um, gosh. Shadow.
8: shadow.
1: Shadow is his dog. <sighs> so that's one of the craziest things ever ever happened in my life. That moment was amazing. Um, before we get into Ryan's experience in the basement, because of course I sent Wiggins to the basement, uh, it's probably not funny to you, Andrew, but it was a moment of levity, because right after that happened, uh, you came up, and it had mentioned someone's name, and you thought it was your grandma.
7: It mentioned Alice, which is her name. Yes,
1: and you started talking about it, and basically, your grandma called you out from beyond the grave. Yeah. So this is what that sounded like. (laughs)
3: Do you guys do the names Alice or Rois mean anything to either of you? Alice was my grandmother's
1: name. The one that I was reading.
3: Nona. With. Did you call her Nona? Oh yeah.
1: Uh, maybe. Truth. 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 Right with you. That was my
4: grandmother's name. Yeah, it said
1: Nona, Nona which Nona. is grandma. Uh
7: yeah, that was my I've been thinking about her a lot lately. Um my wife recently lost her grandmother, and so it's it's had thinking a lot about her. Alice. And that yeah.
4: truth. Alice
7: she was the, the grandma me. who lived with you. mm mm-hmm. She was the one who lived with me for over 10 years.
4: Oh. Liar. Whoa. <laughs> wow. um,
3: he's not lying. I mean, it might
7: have been nine years. <laughs> <laughs> I might be rounding I mean, up or down. In general, you're right.
3: It's a man.
4: Somebody is not happy at someone here.
1: How weird is that? That yeah. you say my grandma's name was Alice, it says truth, and you say she lived with this for 10 years and it says liar.
7: I know, I know. I was like, well, I... I... I wish I wish there was a way for it to have been a little more specific. You know what I mean? It's like, ooh, what? You know, like, what are you trying to? The crazy part was, was the, the,
3: these are separate machines. Yeah. So it said liar, and then the beeping started at that exact moment. Exact moment. Do you want to oh, hear yeah. it again? They're Just like that a, one clip. Yeah. That's said yeah. truth. That she
4: was, was the terrible. girl who lived with you. Mm-hmm.
7: She was one who lived with me for over ten years. Oh.
1: Liar. Whoa. Yeah, those <laughs> two those two machines are not linked.
7: No, they are. They were like two feet away from each other. Yeah, and I mean, I remember it so vividly. We're sitting there. I'm sitting on the bed. You guys are all sitting on the floor, and I'm I'm talking. And then all of a sudden, the meters on the EVP start just going crazy, and then the other machine starts beeping really loud, and then the the voice uh, 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 EVP thing says uh, liar, and it was like. Because, I mean, if one of those things had happened, it would have been strange. But the fact that all three of them happened at the same time.
1: Right on the heels of the stuff with my brother.
7: Immediately. And they they all happened at the same time. I mean, you can hear it on 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 the recording. That's
3: why it's so interesting. You know, Maria was saying that there's that portal in the basement, which Ryan sat in front of. And we'll get to that in a second. But she said people believe that lots of different spirits move in and out. And that makes sense because if there was a spirit who wanted to communicate something to you about your brother, Dave, whether it was Keith or whether it was someone trying to antagonize you, whatever you believe, the likelihood that that spirit would also be antagonizing Andrew over his grandma, it almost seems like there are a few different things going on, a few different entities there. Yeah,
1: it's one of those things, like I was talking to Scott and Forrest from Astonishing Today, that you just keep reducing the odds. Okay, what are the odds that it said Christmas? No, no big deal. What the odds that it said Christmas and park and then cactus and then illness and I'm here and explosion and freezing, watching you sing, and then answered my direct question of shadow. And then within five minutes, Andrew comes up and it says two things that seem to be like three things with her name, the truth, the liar, that seem to be relevant. It's just... the the, the odds are getting smaller and smaller that these machines just spit stuff out. It just happened to be when we're having these experiences. So I was really interested to bring Ryan along. As you guys know, he's a devout Christian. He brought his Bible. So, of course, I put him down in the creepy basement with a giant hole in the wall behind you. How yeah. is that?
2: Uh, so, I mean, I have a weird relationship with this stuff. Which I think at first, when I first say that, usually it's, oh, you're a skeptic. And it's like, actually, no, I'm not a skeptic. I do believe this stuff is real. I just don't want, it's like, it's the, you always hear about Ouija board. Don't mess with Ouija board. You don't know what you're getting into. It's the same with me and this stuff is I say, I don't want to mess with it because I don't know what it is. Uh, But since I was on the Glover show. It was like, well, you guys do a Halloween show every year. I'm going to be a part of it for my job. So I don't have anything. I think I came into a little bit cocky, which is why you did what you did. Because I said, well, look, the Holy Spirit's going to be bigger than whatever this is. So let's just do it. And so you (laughs) picked the basement, which is uh, at least in look, the creepiest place in the house. Yeah. For sure. 100%. I mean, they were talking about, and I think if you see the video, there used to be a pentagram painted on the floor by somebody who lived there and was a witch. Yeah. Um, then there's this, this big hole in part of the wall that, uh, Maria said, well, we call that the portal and it's legitimately creepy because there's one light in the basement and the furnace. And then there's this giant hole in the wall that you can't see in, (laughs) you can just see blackness. And so we, of course, shine a flashlight in there, but it's just a creepy spot in the house.
1: So right, let's play the sound of Ryan in the basement. We did pick up an EVP, which we'll isolate for you after this, but listen see if you can if you can find it.
2: Andrew jokes that I'm the skeptic, but I'm not. I, I might be more of a believer than or as much as a believer in this stuff as anybody else. I just whoa. <laughs> that freaked me out. I hope that wasn't somebody messing with me. Yep, so my heart is definitely beating faster after that. <laughs> but. <laughs> there are a lot of noises down here. <laughs> Alright, I got kids, and kids always get afraid and they always ask what to do when they get afraid so i'm going to do i'm going to do what i tell them to do and that's pray or sing a song about jesus so here we go he's got the whole world in his hands he's got the whole world In his hands, he's got the whole world.
1: In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. So let's isolate that sound. Typically, I mean, I've done this 19 years. EVPs are things that you pick up that you didn't hear when it happened. And this year was weird because we picked up several things that people heard Uh. And then they were on the tape as well, so it's it's kind of reverse of what we usually expect. So Ryan's in the basement. It is a creepy basement. He's right next to the furnace. You can hear that ambient, you know, white noise sound going on. But then he's reacting to these sounds that are big, big sounds. Uh, and he's down there all by himself. No, nothing or no one down there to make a sound. And here's what we picked up.
2: Is anybody else? I just whoa. <laughs>
1: there's anybody else i just
2: whoa there's <laughs> anybody else i just whoa there's <laughs> anybody
1: else i just whoa <laughs> so that's weird that that was loud yeah i mean that sounds to me it sounds like a whoosh going by you or it sounds like someone shoving like a box across the floor there was
7: stuff down there there were like cinder blocks chairs buckets like yeah. There was, there there was yeah, there were objects. Yeah, there were objects. It was like sort of a imagine an unfinished basement with yeah. all the things. What did it
1: sound
2: like there? to you? It it didn't sound like that. It, it was more of, it. Sound, so I'm on one side of the furnace. On the opposite side of this furnace, you know, it's made of aluminum, and it just sounded like somebody punching the side of that furnace as hard as they could. Oh, wow. I mean, loud, loud. <laughs> to where I, when I came up, I'm like, all right, guys, you know, who's... Did somebody just find a vent somewhere and bang it real hard mm-hmm. to try to make me scared? Did you so guys... is that not what you heard? What you just heard on that tape is not what I heard. Wow! is anybody else? I just. Whoa! <laughs> no, that's not what I heard at all.
3: Whoa! <laughs> but I, I
2: remember. I remember that moment, but that's not the sound.
7: Doesn't it also kind of sound like? And maybe I'm just because you hear it so much, but doesn't it kind of sound like the furnace thing gets like a little more? I don't know, violent after that, like a little, a well, that little more the, intense, a little louder, like the humming.
2: That wasn't the only time that I heard something. I don't know how long, you know, as we're editing this down, it, how it took for me to hear the other things or it, whether it was all part of what we just heard. But I do remember hearing the first one, which I think was that one, was bam, mm. really loud. And I mean, I'm sitting right next to this furnace, and it sounds like on the other side of the furnace, somebody just walks up and kicks it. As hard as it can. And I'm like, oh, that was definitely something. So <laughs> this I'm, is
1: weird because we're learning this for the first time since Ryan is now on Annie's show. We see him, but we we didn't get together and say, like, okay, here's what we picked up. Is this what you heard? Yeah, it's the first time I've heard it. So what's weird to me about this is that we picked up a sound exactly when you heard it, but it's not the sound you heard. No, no. There, that was the first big bang, I think.
2: And then after that, I heard a couple more, like, that sounded like a little bit softer, but they were still punch or kicks onto that thing. And, you know, I, the whole time I'm thinking you guys are upstairs. Yeah. hitting an event with a bar or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And I come up and
1: you guys are like, well, anything. And we're going to get to this in the next segment, but it probably made you feel a little creepier that it wasn't us doing it. Yes. When Rachel was in the nursery and came down really angry at us for messing with her.
2: That's when I knew you guys weren't messing with me is when all of us are sitting in the living room while Rachel's doing hers in the nursery and we're just looking at each other and trying to be quiet so that we're not messing up the audio. And sh- well, should I give it away? I don't want to give it away. It's no, we'll it's save pretty it. amazing.
1: Yeah. And just to kind of paint you guys a picture, so Jim is filming and we we have a little setup where I can listen through headphones to the person I put in the room. And, like, I was turning to these guys and saying, like, Ryan's singing, you know. And and so I obviously didn't hear anything. Um, And then when Rachel's upstairs, I said to these guys, oh, wow, she's scared. She's hearing stuff. And then when Rachel came down the stairs, she was really mad. (laughs) Because we don't have listeners there. We're not performing for anyone. So Ryan was saying, who do you have in the basement with me? And then Rachel says who just did this thing while I was in the nursery and all of us were accounted for. Welcome back, guys. DGS 19th annual Halloween special brought to you by La Catrina Wines and Four Roses Bourbon. Uh, This is the time of the show where we invite you to call or preferably tweet if you have thoughts or there's always something that happens to someone in the audience as they're listening to this. So uh, give me a minute before you call because Andrew's in here with us. 314-241-9797, 866-455-9797. Preferably tweet Rachel And give her your thoughts on uh, the show so far. If there's anything that you're hearing or that you're feeling or that you're picking up, Rach, where do they do that?
3: At Rachel Z 971.
1: So quick recap. We go to the Sally house. In the first 30 minutes, these machines basically tell the story of my brother's suicide. Uh, They're going crazy so much to the point that. Maria, who uh, is there five nights a week with ghost hunting groups, says this is completely unprecedented. These machines do not go off like this. They don't say words like this. Uh, and then a toy goes off with no one in the room. We put Ryan downstairs. He is right next to one of those galvanized steel old-timey furnaces, and he hears someone kicking it. He thinks that we put someone down there with him, and we pick up the sound, but he just told us in the last segment that that's not the sound that he heard at all. And Then Rachel goes back into the nursery, but by herself. And before we get to the sound of that, just walk us through what you were feeling.
3: Um, I started strong. And then the longer you're sitting in the pitch black by yourself, the more freaked out you get. Just being in that place and experiencing what we had experienced early in the night, I was starting to get really freaked. I was hearing things. I thought for sure you guys were messing with me. Like, I thought for sure you guys were messing with me. At one point, I was so zoned out and I wasn't feeling well. And I was kind of forgetting where I was, like coming in and out of the situation. And I'm pretty cognizant of whenever a mic is on and whenever we're performing and I got so scared by one of the words that popped up on the thing. It took me by surprise that I cursed, <laughs> which was weird because I, you know, I would normally never do that and watch myself. But yeah, I was just so taken out of the moment slash in the moment. It, it was a weird feeling. When we were up in the nursery initially, Ryan was saying that he was feeling badly. And I think you laid down for a little bit. And I started to get a lightheaded bad feeling when I was up there by
1: myself too. So what was it that you heard that you thought we were messing with you?
3: I heard someone walking up the stairs.
1: Okay. And just to, to paint a picture for you, it's a real small house. Rachel's up these stairs, carpeted stairs. That's important. Ryan and, uh, Andrew and I are sitting very quietly in the living room because I'm listening in on headphones. I can hear what Rachel's saying and Jim is in the basement. Just getting B-roll. Just getting B-roll. Yeah. For the video that you can you can find online. And then we went, when Rachel says, okay, enough, we go upstairs, and she's calling us out, because again, there's no listeners, so we can edit this any way we want. There's no one to perform for, and she is basically saying, that was really stupid and ham-fisted. Stop it. So here's the sound of uh, Rachel in the nursery. Uh, this is the room nursery. we were in
3: earlier, and we were having all of that activity Uh, with Dave's brother or what we think could be Dave's brother. And someone just walked... Hey, who is it? Someone just walked up the stairs and they're not answering me. Guys, Um, someone walked up the stairs and stopped walking, and they're not answering me. I hear it again.
1: I can hear that clear as that. Yeah, you can hear <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we
3: almost don't need to play the EVP.
1: Yeah, but we're going to play you the isolated sound of what Rachel heard. Now, again, this is a little house. So, picture about a 1,400-square-foot house carpeted stairs we are maybe 25 feet physically we can
2: see the stairs part of them yeah
1: way. yeah and she is in a carpeted room and then she hears this which we pick up now what picked it up was the little microphone with rachel
3: Clipped to my to the collar so of my t-shirt yes go ahead and play it so you could see why i felt like someone was walking up the stairs I really thought I w- it was just in my head, and I thought I was creeped out. That night, I thought, I'm imagining it. And then getting the audio, I feel like we got this audio on October 10th, and this was the, Andrew was with me, this is the first thing I sought out. And hearing it
1: messed me up. Well, I mean, to me it sounds more like a knock. It's very regular. Doom, like boom, boom, boom. Doom, doom. And then towards the end of it, you hear the exact same sound again. Yeah. Towards the end of the of you being in there, play that's it again it- so Sue can hear it. That's like that's like heels. Like the only way to make that sound would be like if you had cowboy boots and you really stomped.
3: Yeah, that's a thick heel.
1: Yeah, on a on old shag carpeting stairs or in the nursery with her. There's just no way. Ugh.
2: I went into this whole thing, and I, I don't think I told you this, Dave, because I didn't want to be a jerk, but I went into this whole thing saying, Look, I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm not going to play along. Yeah. I, I'm not going to, if Dave's I'm not going like, to help oh, you create gonna, stuff. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to help. Like, you can do it if you want, but I'm not going to do it. And so when we were sitting in there in that living room and Rachel comes down or however it played out where she came out and said, Who was, who was messing with us? I mean, I'm legitimately telling you, Rachel, like we were sitting there together. Nobody walked up those stairs. No one made a move. No, we were being quiet on purpose. You
3: know, like Oh, sorry.
7: Sorry about that. You know, like Rachel was saying, I was there when she was getting that audio and she was hearing all this. And she's like, "Ooh," and I I, I keep thinking uh, how scary it is. The thought of, you know, you guys were kind of making fun of me for being scared of Knox on, on Pyramid last week. Someone coming up the stairs. And then no sound of them going back down.
3: Yeah, the that was yeah. upsetting.
1: <laughs>
3: I'm upset now.
1: Play <laughs> like hey, it one more time before we go to uh, to Andrew.
3: Before we get to Andrew, I want to play one short piece of sound. Okay, and that's when I was released from my prison in the nursery, and I was talking to you, Dave. You were up in the nursery with me.
5: Okay. When you said, "Is there someone coming up the stairs?" I thought it was probably Jim the window,
1: I totally don't remember that. So I didn't
3: remember it until I was editing. When
1: Rachel, when we went up to get her and she told us she heard footsteps and then she curses and I say, something just moved past the window. And I 100% don't remember that. I don't remember that happening. I don't remember that sound. And then about 15 minutes later... We put Andrew up in the nursery, and something really moves past the window. So let's play the sound of Andrew in the nursery. And there's nothing,
7: nothing bad, everything's fine. Yeah, nothing really worth worrying about. So just a lot of shadows. Okay. Okay, okay. Nope, nope, nope no nope, no nope, no nope. Nope, nope. Hey guys. Guys. Something moves in the window. Something, Something moves in the window. Go look, come on. S- someone right there. Something was there. And it wasn't that. Jesus. I don't know what it was. And I cannot stop sweating. I don't. Just like a, okay, so not necessarily a shadow, just like a a, a shape, like a, what do you call a circle that's got like the waves? A sun? No. Like this, but, oh, God, sorry. Sorry. Like this, but moving. Was it bright? No, 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 no. Pitch Black. black. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Was it out of the corner of your eye or you saw it straight
7: on? I was looking dead at it.
1: Right
7: at it? How dead nice. at it. Okay, uh, I got the thing. Maybe. Yay. Oh, wow. Not small. Not a bug. Not a spider. All right. I can, okay. okay, okay. I'm going to step it out. I'm going to step out just for a moment. Just for,
1: yep, but also for all time. So then something that I didn't I remember until Andrew brought it up yesterday was we were looking at the window and we saw little child fingerprints on the outside of the upstairs window, mm-hmm. which is oh, yeah. in and of itself. Yeah. Did you forget about that I too? I forgot
2: about that. Yeah. There that's were weird.
1: clearly fingerprints, clearly a little, little bitty kid on the outside of the upstairs window.
7: Can I follow up on what you saw for one second? Yeah. I didn't really think of this until Rachel and I were discussing this while she was getting the audio and I was was watching and listening to some of it. When we were walking down the steps, like right after we left, so pretty much right as soon as that audio ends, you say something to me to the effect of, oh yeah, I saw saw something kind of like a shadow too. And I thought it was so strange because anybody who's ever listened to these shows or been a part of these shows knows you take this... Seriously, you take these things deadly seriously, and I thought it was so strange—the almost like casual nature by which you were like, "Yeah, I, yeah, I thought I I thought, might have saw something too," and it's like
1: that's just not like you. For the it was just very very strange, especially it, since I don't remember it now. Yeah, it it's was like just, what Forrest was saying. What did he call it? Like paranormal, paranormal apathy. Yeah, or yeah. paranormal amnesia.
7: Yeah, it was like you. It was like you intentionally did not want to pursue whatever was messing I, with. I can tell you this.
1: Up. We all went back to the hotel after that. I slept like a baby. I haven't thought about the Sally house since. I haven't had any nightmares. It didn't affect me, which is weird. That is weird. Because most of the Halloween shows stick with me.
3: And this one, your brother could have been trying to communicate with you.
1: So the fact that that wouldn't be running through your head is pretty strange. Very strange. And Rachel and I were talking about it as we were putting the show together, and we just kept saying to each other... This is the strangest thing, because now that we're listening to it, we're remembering things that happened that had just gone,
7: mm-hmm.
1: just yeah. disappeared.
7: I, I kept thinking after I remembered it, you saying, like, just so casually, like, oh, yeah, 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 that sounds like something. Because we ended up, we got, and I wanted to pursue it more, but we got distracted. We had a couple other things we wanted to do. We wanted to go in the closet and everything, and, and, but but I... I, once what,
1: I What do you think you saw in hindsight?
7: So... The better word for it would be, um, you know, the Adam logo for our show. Yeah. Like it, It's sort of like that, a little more like that, uh, wispy kind of, about softball, I would say. You'd say this about softball, right? Did
1: it look like a physical thing?
7: That's a really good question. <sighs> like if I'd
1: have told you, yeah, we had a thing hanging from a string outside the window to screw with you, would you say, okay?
7: I would say, the the, the co- think like a core with maybe some smoke okay. or something like that. So you could you could convince me it was... I mean, it was only for a moment, but you could convince me that it was a physical thing.
1: Now, what's really weird is the combination of me seeing a shadow by that window, you staring at something outside that window, and then us, again, f- very casually finding these fingerprints from a little kid and just... Just, we're just sort of like, that's weird.
7: That's the important thing I should note as well. I don't know how you felt about what you had seen when you and Rachel were in the nursery, but I felt very strongly that my thing was on the outside of the window. I did not feel like it was in the room with me. I didn't feel like it was something that was on the window itself, but more something perhaps moving around the house.
1: It's just, to me, we're just so underwhelmed with it that all these things happen and you're seeing something outside the window. We turn on the lights. We see a little kid, toddler size fingerprints on the window, and we just kind of go, "Okay, let's go get something to eat and go back to the hotel."
7: Ryan is. I asked Ryan on the break, "What were you feeling down there when you were hearing what you, what you, what sounded to you like somebody on the other end of a furnace that you're essentially leaning against wailing on it?" And you were like, "Well, I just thought, you know, gotta
1: gotta stick it out." Yeah, you're here. pretty casual yeah. about that too.
7: Well, there was a lot going on.
2: I think. If it was something where we were like, oh, let's see if something happens. But it was like before we even started taping, you know, if we watch the video, the stuff that's happening with you, with, with your brother and the words, that's all happening in daylight. You know, we weren't even supposed to start till dusk. You're so, so right. It, it so this was by the end of the night, you're just going, man.
3: It's. It <laughs> really was. I think it was overwhelming. Going through the audio, I'm like this. I was telling Dave on the break, this is the most I've ever had to go through as far as content-wise for a Halloween show. It was just like, there's so much stuff we haven't even gotten to.
1: If if you have questions or comments, tweet Rachel, or you can now call us at 314-241-9797. On the way out, play the sound of the footsteps a few times. Welcome back, guys. 19th annual DGS Halloween show brought to you by La Katrina Wines and Four Roses Bourbon. Thank you so much to those guys for sponsoring this and paying for our trip to Atchison, Kansas to go to the Sally House. So much to wrap up and so much to get to. Uh, Rach, anything on Twitter to talk about?
3: Yeah, a couple of tweets I wanted to read. Marilyn says, listening to the Halloween show, really great so far. I can't believe you guys didn't run out bawling. Linda says, this is the best Halloween show I've heard in many years. Um, Joseph said, my echo keeps shutting off during the show and I have to use my phone. That's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I accidentally X'd out of the tweet, so I can't credit it to the right person. Oh, here it is. Ron. Ron says, I heard Morse code at the end of the shadow audio. Too fast for me, but maybe someone can confirm or translate Wow, I
1: never thought about that. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that. So if you either have been with me the whole time or you're just joining, Uh, we went to the Sally house, and as we were basically setting up in daylight, Maria, who kind of runs the PR, brought some ghost hunting equipment, one's called a rim pod, never seen one in my life, it beeps, it doesn't have a tone, it beeps, if you can get a beep out of it, something is significant, otherwise it's just silent, and this thing, as we'll play for you here in a second, was a solid tone. It was it was so active when we were talking about my brother. She had this uh, EVP finder that creates words, spirit box. And either 12 words came out of it in the space of 10 minutes, which she said expect about a word every 10 minutes. And a dozen words came out. And either it beat the law of averages that these 12 words perfectly fit the narrative of my brother's suicide in 2002 or something was happening in that house because the first 12 words to come out of it in rapid succession. And my brother took his own life at Christmas in the Saguaro national park in Tucson, surrounded by cactuses and covered in snow because it had a, a weird snow. It usually doesn't that time. And it said Christmas park cactus. I'm here illness explosion freezing, watching you sing, and then when we were all really freaked out, Jim said, ask it something only Keith would know, so I thought in my mind, oh, I'll ask what his dog's name was, and before I could open my mouth, it answered with the right word, which was shadow, and that's what this sounded like. Um,
5: ask a question, mm-hmm. yes or no, that Keith would know the answer to.
0: Okay.
8: Um, gosh.
4: Shadow.
1: Shadow. Shadow is his dog. Then within about five minutes of that, Andrew comes in, says that the box just said his grandma's name. She says, something says truth. And then he starts talking about the relationship or something that had happened. And it, it goes off crazy and says liar. And then Ryan went to the basement and was sitting next to a galvanized furnace and swore that someone was down there with him, like kicking the furnace, assuming that this is the way we do the show. And someone's down there kicking it and we'll tell him after he's out, Oh, don't worry about it. It was so-and-so and no one was down there with him. We caught the sound, but interestingly, we hadn't talked about it before he came in on the show today, and that was not the sound you heard. No, I Completely heard... Completely different
2: sound. What, well, what we play is not what I heard, no, if, we, if, we, if we're going to play it. does anybody else, I just... Whoa.
1: <laughs> so then Rachel goes up to the nursery, and she hears footsteps... And we are 25 feet away, downstairs, shag carpet from the 70s, on the stairs, in the living room, in her room, and we none of us heard it. And we picked up footsteps loud enough that we would have heard it, because it was dead silent. You could hear a pin drop, and this is what we picked up. And one of the things that, being a part of this, I'm the most amazed at, is it felt like when we were there, in hindsight, we were all stoned. You can hear it in our voices. Like Rach was saying, her energy was so low that day. And just now on the break, Ryan and I were talking about it, and he said, since I'd never been a part of a DGS Halloween, I was just taking my cue from you guys. And you guys seem so chill and laid back that that's what you were trying to do, too. Yeah,
2: even compared to just normal life. I mean, you guys are much more energetic and conversational people. But we got in that house, and you guys were like, okay. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I guess that's what you you do for a Halloween show. I don't know. Is
1: that just self-preservation? I don't know. You know what because I mean? Because that's not what we do at Halloween yeah. show. I, it, it, I've done 19 of these. It's very high energy. I am poking people to try to get a response out of them. If we have a listener, I'm looking for the crazy one. It was just the whole night was like we were just covered in Vaseline.
3: You just got three more tweets from separate listeners saying that their echoes are powering off and not letting them listen to the show.
1: Really weird. So, Rach, you help me with this. Because at some point before we leave, we all go back up into the nursery mm-hmm. and we all sit down cross leg like we're first graders in a circle and i think the thing yelled out circle right
8: circle
1: shut up what the heck but are you kidding me
2: shut
7: up
1: that just oh. said circle okay that's pretty weird <laughs> Yo. so just to to be clear here all of this stuff has happened we're about to leave and I say, let's do one more thing. Let's just go to the nursery. Let's all sit down in a circle and see if anything happens. And you're hearing the actual audio. We don't control this machine. Well, it wasn't
2: like a Siri thing. I don't even think you said, let's sit in a circle. I think you said, let's sit down. And we all and it, just it wasn't, sat down. We just sat down in a circle like you do. So it wasn't like it was hearing, like, right. oh, mm-hmm. Siri, I picked up. You said circle. It, you just said, let's sit down. And then it goes, circle. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and then, you know, we've been talking about this this word generator all night, and whether or not you could—I mean, even the stuff with your brother—can you just make it fit for you? Can you just shove it in the? You know, this is what it means. And I asked Dave how he was feeling at one point and, at the end of the night. Yeah, and he goes into that exact uh, narrative saying, "You know, we—you could just apply it to anything. It could mean anything." Listen to this audio, you guys.
5: I don't know. It's like there's like, three stories from my life that I can't explain. And I have a fourth because
1: I think, like, the word generator thing, when a word pops up, you desperately scramble to make it make sense. But... Oh, my God. (sighs) Right? Yeah, Sue's mouth just dropped open. So the very end of the night, Rachel asked how I'm feeling. I say I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to make this fit into the Keith narrative, and this thing yells cabin,
3: basically saying, "Hey, DGS, I see you. Yeah, I know you, Dave.
1: I, I know. Yeah,
3: because I mean, just the past three years has been, yeah. notoriously Dave's talking about his cabin. It's a it's a joke on the show. It's a thing that was really, really strange.
1: So, Sue, you're the only one here today that wasn't there that night. How has all this hit you? It's super creepy. Here, here's what strikes me the most, is is actually hearing, uh, okay, how do I describe this? Hearing the true fear in the voices of, of people that I know. You know what I mean? Uh, when I hear it in, in, uh, in Rachel's voice, and when I heard it in Andrew's, it really freaked me out. And you are just like,
3: when they're doing all that stuff that has to do with your brother, it is freaky.
1: And you're just...
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. It You're just me like, out to totally
1: level about it. And that is freaky. So, you can obviously download this podcast. You can go look at the 10 minute video and put faces with names and and see the rooms and see the basement and see where Ryan was. We're going to replay this tomorrow night, Halloween night, from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Thanks again to La Katrina Wines and Four Roses Bourbon for sponsoring the 19th annual DGS Halloween special.